chaos is everywhere. How's it going? Uh, it's going. Uh, okay. Well, um, let me do the stuff then. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos at Ringside. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, and that guy over there, he's the sunny to my share, the Ringo to the rest of the Beatles, uh, Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that was a Simpsons reference. There was more to that list, but the two that I can remember is Sonny to my share and Ringo to the rest of the Beatles. So so that's what I went with. That's um, fair. Yeah, and today we're going to be doing what we do every other week, which is talk about wrestling. Uh, so the, the big question, we usually end on AEW anyway, but the big question is, do you want to get the unpleasant stuff out of the way and then move into other stuff? Uh, just because I said yeah. we were going to talk about it, so we'll talk about it. Yep. All right, so I'll just lay it out as best as I know it. If you have anything to add, go ahead, and then we'll, you know, do we say what we say about it. It's all uh, terrible. It's it is. It's none of it's good. Um, but yeah, so I haven't seen the episode yet. But Dark Side of the Ring just did uh, the plane ride from hell, which I'd heard about before. Did not hear about this part of it before, obviously. Nope. Um, Kept it under wraps. But in the episode, besides all the other stuff that happened, because it really was a plane ride from hell, even the parts I already know about, yeah, I wouldn't want to be on that plane. Um, Ric Flair did something that I have to admit now that like it's come out and somebody pointed this out, I'm like, yeah, I actually had heard this before. Uh, he uh, got naked under his robe and just accosted people with his nakedness, basically doing what's called the helicopter trick, which, you know, you know what that means. And, um, yeah, and uh, it came out on the uh, documentary that that happened. And they, like, the company that was working with him with uh, auto insurance immediately suspended his thing. Um, Tommy Dreamer, who uh, defended what he did, saying, you know, just part living the gimmick. He, um, they don't, they haven't really come out and said one way or the other, but he's at least been suspended by impact. And the timing seems to suggest that it's because of that. They got yeah. suspended. And uh, he also, he came out, he has apologized since then about his comments. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so honestly, I just, what I really wanted Wait, to say. Wait, you just mentioned the helicopter thing and that was it? Yeah. That's all that I got out of the helicopter and he was like accosting a, uh, one of the flight attendants. Um, yeah. He like, yeah. He like sexually yeah. assaulted her. Yeah. I, want, I, didn't, I didn't know if I made that clear. Yes. Part of the no, reason is not. not Okay, he wasn't just fucking with the boys, he was accosting a flight attendant who was just trying to do her job and just being gross in yeah. general. Um, and basically the main thing that I wanted to say is I really hate this shit. I, like, not just because it's Ric Flair, this kind of stuff that I know has happened in wrestling is one of the main reasons why I never really saw myself getting into the backstage world of wrestling because this kind of jock bullshit, you know, just gross stuff, you know, high school, whatever, is just, it, it makes me angry, and it's so annoying, 
And at this point, I've just decided the only person I'm going to look up to anymore is Mick Foley, because I've never heard even the hint of a story like this about him. In fact, he seems to be the anti of this, as far as I can tell in wrestling. So hopefully he never lets me down. But that's where yeah. my brain's at at the moment. Absolutely. One thing I would like to say is that at least from what we can tell, I, this is very this is very much a past type thing. And mm-hmm. wrestlers today, as far as I understand it, because you know they're not pieces of shit, um, right. is like this kind of harkens back to like some of the conversations of particular older wrestlers who are like, yeah. All they do is just play video games nowadays in the back, yeah. or like some something like that. It's like, yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. Video games like, are safe. Yeah, like thank God. Yes, let's let's just play video games like fucking you know normal people that aren't trying to assault each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was horrible. I I in no way want to defend Ric Flair. Um, no, I don't care how long ago it happened. And um, companies have every right when shit like this comes up to be like, you know, we don't want you representing our brand. So we're going to go ahead and not do that. Like, yeah. That, that's just, yeah, no. So uh, I wish yeah. I could say it blows my mind how many people are defending specifically Tommy Dreamer. Right. I wish I could say it's, it's surprising, but it's really not. Yeah. Like, no, it's, uh, it's, sad. it's sad. It's just like, and, like Tommy Dreamer, I heard his comments. It was clearly a guy just defending like a childhood hero, but I can't like I can't imagine what he was thinking. Like he really must have just not even sat down and thought about it even for a second before he said that stuff about yeah. like how it's just the gimmick and blah blah blah. And it just no, he's just he was wrong and he he apologized and I'm gonna take it just because I feel like. I want to. I'm going to take it as, yeah, okay, he's, he's genuinely sorry and uh, try to move on and hope that he really did learn something from this about, you know, what's not okay. And, you know, I mean, it's going to take is. more than that. I mean, honestly, he's going to have to do something more than just apologize. Yeah. No, it, I like I said, I, I'm willing to just, like, take it at face value. But, yes, no, to actually um, make up for what he like what he was saying yeah he really does have to do more the apology is just enough where i'm like okay let's not like hang him in the streets but but if you like if he gets fired well that that's the shit happens when you you know talk and, and don't think and don't like you know yeah just no i don't act like a, just, yeah, just to like i don't know i guess just to differentiate ourselves so i don't get attacked in any way shape or form i yeah. don't think an apology is good enough at all um, yeah. he definitely needs to do more, whether it's no. some sort of like, um, whether it's some sort of, um, like, I don't know how to even like really say it correctly. And I really don't want to get into this too much because I honestly right. feel us being who we are, don't really have a place to say anything about it. Right. Um, but like uh, some sort of like re it's not rehab. Right. So that's for like drugs and stuff. Like the sensitivity training that yeah, yeah, AEW yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. But like yeah, no. a more intense version. I could definitely see that. Yeah, that would be that'd be really good. I'm just saying that I believe that he is sorry. I don't know if he's sorry for the right reasons. So no, yeah, I definitely think, like a sensitivity training would be a good idea. I mean the apology came out 
not after the show, but after he got suspended. Right, right. So I don't, I honestly, and I know not everyone's going to believe, agree with me. And that's fine because I don't want the people who, the people who aren't agreeing with what I'm about to say, I don't want them to agree with me anyways. Right. But I personally feel like the only reason he did the apology is because he got suspended. Yeah. If he didn't get suspended and nothing happened from it, he wouldn't have apologized. Is how I truly feel. No, just yeah, you're right. It's it's just uh, it's all gross, and I I don't. It makes me not happy to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, just, it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, again, Nick Foley. I feel like he. That's where my hope is at this point, as far as like yeah. someone to look up to. And like uh, modern day, and more like modern day wrestlers. Like I said, yeah. I like. I just. I highly doubt. Stuff like this. Like, there's no way stuff like this really can happen today, at least well, as far as I understand it. Yeah, let's hope. But also, you're right. I think it's definitely a less tolerant culture of anything like that today, and I'm, I think that's completely a good thing. Thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like like I said, and it wasn't even – once I heard the story, I was like, oh, that – yeah, that's horrible. And I was like, oh, shit, I've heard this story before just in different contexts. And, in fact, uh, the WWE Network – took down an episode of their story time yeah. show where, where basically Fuller tells pretty much a similar story, just on a different flight. And um, yeah, just basically bragging about it, doing, being naked in the robe and the helicopter trick. And um, yeah, like, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't know why it never registered. It probably should have. And that's something I'm going to think about for myself, but fuck. <laughs> oh, just nasty. Uh, anyway, okay. Really yeah, go ahead. No, I just said it's really, it's really, really sad. Yeah. All right. Well, I now that we got that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, now that we got that out of the way, because I really don't want to harp on it, just because it really does make me, me sad and gross, and I want to have fun. Um, let's talk about other wrestling stuff. Um, I haven't had a chance today to sit down and watch any of the G1 Classic yet. Have you seen any of it? I have not. I was actually gonna suggest not because like I don't I'm too tired really to do anything tonight. But I was yeah. gonna suggest like tomorrow when you're done working or whatever, like at some point at night, like we should try to watch some. Okay. I'll definitely try and make time for it, but um my schedule for this next week's gonna be hell, but I will definitely look into it and right. see what I can do. Um but yeah, so we'll get into that if we obviously won't get into it next week because we'll be watching pay-per-view but um we will uh talk about that the next time we come around i'm excited to watch it because i've actually never watched one of these before i've just seen the aftermath with people holding the yeah. briefcases so yeah all right um so let's see what else has been going on oh i don't know if you heard about this but this is like a WWE news story um that vince mcmahon might be in trouble for something that really pisses me off so i'm glad he's going to be in trouble uh, I thought I saw something, but honestly, when I it it seemed to come out the same time as what we just previously spoke about, yeah. so I thought it had to do with that. So I just didn't bother watching it. So no, I was like, I, I don't need to see any more of this. I've already, I already am about to puke. So no, this so is actually this is actually something that was actually good. And um, it uh, so what it is is Andrew Yang, who's a former mayor of New York, and he was a presidential candidate has come out and said that he's going to 
um, try and like either bring charges with like the Department of Labor or something, because Vince McMahon, as if if you don't know, has spent years classifying wrestlers as independent contractors instead of employees. Yeah. And ever since I learned about the fact that that's happening, this has always pissed me off because it it's just it's him screwing people over. Yeah, because uh, they're not they're they are employees. They are not independent contractors. Right. It's a way for him to never pay them health insurance to make yep. sure that they can't compete with anybody else, but they um, don't get the like benefits of employee coverage when they get hurt or whatever. Right. And um, yeah, no, it's horrible. It's a horrible practice, and I really hope that this forces him to change what he's doing because it needs to happen. So. Yeah. No, same here. That I, yeah, that would be, that'd be really nice. Cause like, I mean, even like realistically speaking, if they were actually, if they were actually independent contractors, then they'd be able to like work other places, but they're not right. like, that's a big one. That's always been a big one for me. Yeah. Which uh, that makes me, I really did hit, stop and think because I don't know. I don't know how AEW classifies their wrestlers, but they also don't do a lot of the shit that Vince does. Like they yeah. clearly give them vacation time, um, help with health care, and allow them to work other places. So yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, I think I would assume, I would assume that they're considered independent contractors, but at the same time, they're like actually, they're actually like treated like, I don't know how to put it. Like they're treated like independent contractors in the sense that they're able to go and do basically whatever they want. Right. Um, but they're also like, actually it's like the opposite is because they're like, I think they're probably classified as independent contractors. I would assume, but they're treated like they're treated like employees right. on the positive stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like if you haven't, if you haven't been paying attention, like the fact that Adam, uh, Paige has been off TV, I think, now for a few months because his wife's having a baby. That that shit would never fly with Vince. But, yeah. like, it's just powerful for the course in AEW, and it's a really nice thing to see, actually. So, um, all right. But, yeah, that's all the backstage sort of stuff that I want to talk about as far as, like, uh, wrestling stuff that's been going on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, because, like I said, we haven't got to the New Japan, so we're probably going to slip into... AEW pretty quick, but I guess I for mean, on, yeah, I was gonna say, go ahead. For WWE, there's a pretty big deal that happened. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think we'll, we'll get hit the WWE points, which the big one would be Big E winning the title. Yeah. Um, I I have to give them it's credit. Definitely planned the whole time. It's <laughs> not a last second thing at all. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I was about to give them credit for something, but clearly the credits only because they just pivoted at the last second. Uh, like the, well, fact the plan that, was definitely to he was I think the plan was definitely for him to always have like win the title eventually, right? But I just they 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 hit it last second though as like a as like a retaliation or whatever or a reaction I guess is the better word, right? Well, I was thinking because they like they've been doing that thing on SmackDown with him showing up just randomly with Paul Heyman, clearly hinting that he yeah. wants to go after Roman. And then he ends up going after Lashley for the WWE title. Yeah, I think that's where the last second thing kind of happened. I think he, uh, I think the, I'm guessing the original plan was for him to like hang on to the hang on to the um, the briefcase for like a long time, mm-hmm. and then eventually cash in on Roman Reigns. Right. Maybe at like maybe at like 
No, probably not WrestleMania because he's probably facing the Rock. Or Roman's probably facing the Rock at WrestleMania. So they probably – I'm guessing – here's my guess. And here, here's what I'm assuming is what they were probably going to do. Keep the briefcase on Biggie. Right. If they can't get the Rock for WrestleMania with Roman, then Biggie cashes in in like a full-fledged match with Roman and wins it at WrestleMania. If right. the Rock does show up for WrestleMania, then Roman like retains against the Rock – and then they'd probably do the same thing where like Biggie only like Biggie would cash in like after the match or something. Right. Yeah. But that's since, since everything happened, since they had to retaliate for AEW being so fucking awesome. Right. Um, they did the last second sort of like, Oh, everyone wants Biggie to have the title. Let's just give it to him right now. Right. Out of nowhere. Because even Big E said, I think, I think even Big E said that he didn't know he was winning the title until like that night or whatever. Right. I actually saw a video like uh, uh, TikTok of somebody like saw Big E going into the building and like yelled to him like, "Are you cashing in tonight?" And he said, "Probably." Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought I thought that was like, well, first of all, that's not kayfabe, Big E. You should have probably said nothing. But oh, okay. Ben isn't gonna like that. Yeah, because he gives a fuck about kayfabe. Uh, <laughs> so the other big thing that happened, I didn't watch any of it more than just clips because, um, well, I just I don't want to torture myself. Um, NXT relaunch. Did you see any of that? What happened? I or? saw some of it. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, there's just and actually, I had to laugh because like. Uh, I, I watch I watch like a decent amount of Cultaholic because they're like my favorite uh they're like my f- favorite wrestling podcast show except um, for us of course except for, for us, us. <laughs> um well yeah obviously of co- except for us is like a is just like a, a you know it's, it should be like a, just a, a well known thing you yeah. know obviously I think we're the greatest of all time um but um but I won't, but aside from us I I really really enjoy all the guys at Cultaholic. I, I think they're fantastic. So I watch them a lot. And um, one of the things that was brought up is like, there's just so much wrestling to watch. It is, mm-hmm. It's just hard to watch it all. So you kind of just have yeah. to watch what you enjoy more. And for us, that's AEW. Like right. I try to catch, I try to catch whatever WWE news I can, but like mm-hmm. in terms of actually just wanting to sit down and watch it, it's, I, I, I can't, there's just too much. Yeah, no, that yeah, you're right. Like, I if WWE got really good, I would make the effort. But yeah, as far as it goes right now, it's just easier just to watch AEW and keep up on Facebook on the big yeah. stuff that happens. Plus, the other thing is like WWE isn't like for us, so right, which we've already talked about before. It's not meant for us, so like, it's not something I want to sit down and watch. That being said, like I said, I did catch some of NXT. Um, definitely some interesting choices. Um, how do you feel about, uh, I guess, my first question that I'm kind of curious about with you. How do you feel about Rick Steiner's son not being a Steiner, but being a Steiner? So this bugged me at first, and I heard somebody, like a guy that I should really 
because he's going to be one of those people. I'm going to start doing TikToks myself, and I'm going to start arguing with this guy specifically. But he does make some good points every once in a while, and he said that um, at this point, a third generation superstar has just been done so many times. It's just not that big of a deal, or at least not as big of a deal as it used to be. So he kind of understood why they changed the name. But my the way my brain works, I'm like, no, you kind especially if you're going to give him that look. I mean, he already looks like his dad, but they gave him a yeah. god the goddamn Steiner onesie. Like, yeah. he's a fucking Steiner. Like, you didn't try to make him a different character. You just literally said, "Oh, he's not a Steiner." Wink. Like, it's they just... literally. So I don't know if you heard this. Did you hear that? Apparently, commentary was deliberately told you cannot call. You cannot like basically associate him with the Steiners. Like, you cannot bring up that he's the son of Rick Steiner. And related to them in any way. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear that, but yeah, I can imagine yeah. it. And because of that, um, what's his name? One of the announcers. The I hate you. The the uh, Vic Joseph. Is that the guy who's on NXT? Basically, uh, the guy that's not Wade. Okay. Um. The, yeah. I sorry. I just don't remember his name because I just don't. I'm bad with it. But anyways, he he calls. He had to, what he said, he, he he said something because they were told you deli- you can't deliberately say like the names of the Steiners. Instead, right. he said to be like to be like um, to to be like what's the word? Um, kind of like sneaky with it. He he basically he said something along the lines of like that guy has the face of a dog faced gremlin or something. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, that'll get you fired with Vince, but that is hilarious. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, I saw a list in the last couple of weeks of like, because every once in a while they'll just publish a list. They don't publish it, but like a list of leak of like banned words on WWE TV, and it's stuff like a uh, strap, belt, um, baby face, heel. Like a lot of the carny terms Vince doesn't like, yeah. but one that made me go, "What the fuck are you even doing anymore?" WWE is on the list saying WWE is against the commentary um, rules at this point. That's amazing. I, I don't even, I don't even know what to like, I guess you have to say it out every time and that's his thought, but wh- what the fuck was he smoking the day he said that was going to be banned? I don't know, but he's got to start selling it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's so fucking stupid, dude. Um, how'd you feel about, uh, uh, how'd you feel about the main event being the wedding? Oh yeah, I like I saw the Champa one, and then um, then I heard like a little while later it's the main event. I'm like, yeah, that seems about right for Vince. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I got a hand to him. Probably the best wedding that I've ever seen in wrestling. It's a very Only low for bar. The reason that it didn't go tits up. That's fair. There's only a, like one other one I could think of that did get all fucked up, which is Elizabeth and Macho Man. So yeah, yeah. it was yeah. This was it was it had comedy, so it, it was funny, mm-hmm. but yeah, it didn't get it didn't get fucked over, which which was nice. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it like and Dexter it, spoke. Loomis actually spoke. <laughs> oh, for the first time. I mean, if you're going to do it, you do it at a wedding. He said yes. 
I got what he said, yes. <laughs> and you were like, I- I've been too hard on Vince. This is everything I wanted out of NXT. Yeah, right? But yeah, I, I was happy to see, though, that it wasn't, it wasn't just like a completely like fucktastic bonanza. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's clear from what I've seen and what I've heard that um, NXT is going to become, a, it's basically going to become what I think Vince always wanted it to be. It's a developmental brand. And yeah, it's no I mean, longer basically what be, it should have always been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, to keep Vince happy, that's all you can do. And so it is what it is. Um, I hope some good people come out of it for them. I feel bad for all the people that are already talented that are just going to be sort of washed over because Vince doesn't want them, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a shame, but hopefully, I mean, who knows? Hopefully they get good people out of it. I got to say, uh, I mean – from the little bit I saw, Rick Steiner's son actually looked really good. Um, yeah, I could agree with that too. Yeah, he looked really solid. Um, the title match was a little weird, having um, O'Reilly taken out and having the like the other guy thrown in. That's like the son of um, son of what's his name? He was a he was like a tag team wrestler. Mm. One of the I think one of the heavenly bodies. Could, was it? it wasn't Tom Pritchard? It would have been the other one, uh, Jimmy Del Rey. I don't remember. I'm trying to look it up now, really quick. <laughs> that's how much I know. Like that's the, I know that old stuff about wrestling. But you try to tell me new NXT stuff. I can't help you. I can tell you exactly who the heavenly bodies were, though. No, I know. Yeah, no, bear with me one sec. Mm. I should be able to find no, it while, here. While you're looking that up, I want to just point out that um, I found out somebody that uh, Jim Cornette hates worse than uh, most of AEW's roster, who, which is uh, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> like, oh my God, he! I don't know if you saw that, but he shit all over Johnny Gargano. Like, he's like he has no skill set. He has one. Facial expression, no emotion. He's just complete shit. He makes even the guys in AEW look good. <laughs> Man. You know what that makes yeah. me curious about? What? What Gargano did to piss him off. I have no... Like, he literally just said there was nothing about Gargano he liked and said that AEW was too good for him. Like, he really does not like Gargano. He thinks he's the shits. So... Which tells me that he did something. Maybe. He had to have. He had to have done something. Uh, Wayne Bloom. Okay, yep. Uh, Matt Bloom's son, which was, I think, Del Rey. Because Matt Bloom, we, we watched him in WCW. I pointed him out like, hey, look, it's Matt Bloom. But I can't remember. He didn't do much, but I remember him. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so that's his son. He was one of the Beverly brothers. It wasn't the Heavenly Bodies. It was, it was oh, one of the Beverly Beverly brothers. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. No, well, they seem to mix up. Old, I suck at old WWE stuff. So. <laughs> Between the two of us, we we have our finger on the pulse of something. Yep. Indeed. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Yeah. So NXT, I'm, nothing about it makes me want to watch NXT. 
Um, it's nice to know, at least now, that Vince will develop guys he wants to develop. So yeah. hopefully he won't fuck them over when they get to the main roster. Hopefully. that's Honestly, <laughs> that's the big thing I'm hoping to get out of all this. Because he's finally got the guys he wants. Like He has Rick Steiner's son, who I, I forget the name he's going by now. but like Starts Rex, with a B, but Rick, yeah. Rick Breaker or some crap like that. Yeah. Um, but he's got him. He's got the Diamond Mine tag team. Um, Julius I'm and Augustus. A, yeah. I'm assuming Kyle O'Reilly is probably out soon because I just yeah. can't imagine Vince wanting to put any money into him. Yeah. So I will also, I think Champa and Gargano are probably going to stay there until they, until they eventually retire. Yeah. I don't I think, think they want to go anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know if Champa's mind's going to change, but I feel like he before the shakeup, he was very much like, "Oh yeah, I'm done going anyplace else. I'm going to be in NXT." So, yeah, we'll mm. see if that changes, but I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to. Nah, me either. If I had to put money on it, I'd say he's going to retire from NXT at some point. Yeah. Um. So the so let's see. That would bring us, I think, pretty much to AEW because I can't think of anything else that really happened this week. And other stuff too much. Yeah, nothing's really coming to mind. So, uh, first thing I wanted to talk about, just because, again, I like to start with the backstage stuff, just because it's kind of fun. Apparently, the reason that Andrade um, attacked Chavo is because Chavo has a job working on that new sitcom, Young Rock. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so he's going to be off doing that. So that's why, because it, it really did feel very abrupt. I'm glad there's an actual reason to it. Because yeah. I was like, that that barely started and we're already breaking them up. That doesn't make any sense. So well, to, I'm now I'm interested to see, because I don't know how long he's going to be gone. When he comes back, are they going to try to reintegrate him with Andrade? Are they going to bring him in against Andrade because of Andrade attacking him? It's going to be interesting to see how they decide to bring him back when he comes back. Yeah. So, well, the interesting uh, thing is, and I think we had already spoken this before. This is before all this shit came out, though. Is mm-hmm. originally it's not going to happen anymore, but I think originally they were just going to put Flair with them. But yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying. I'm yeah, I would be very surprised if we ever see Ric Flair in AEW now. And you know, again, yeah. they're a company; they get to make that choice, and that's that's probably the right choice. One thing, kind of sad, one thing uh-huh. that made me kind of sad, I hope they're wrong. One thing that made me kind of sad, and I hope they're wrong, is I saw some people saying that, oh, you know, since it is Ric Flair, they'll probably just wait a few months and then bring him on and just act like they every, just assume everyone forgot about it. And I'm like, this isn't the WWE. Right. Now, the way AEW's handled stuff that's nowhere near as like as radioactive as this, in the past, there's just no way that Tony Khan's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, no. Exactly. It, it, no, just, but... it just blew my mind. When people, it's like they, it's like you can't just assume they're going to be like WWE when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, Max Caster made some offhand you know, jokes about like celebrities in the news and had to be off TV for two months with sensitivity training. You really think they're going to touch Ric Flair? Yeah. No. Just no. Um, yeah, I, I can't say it any clearer than that. That's just a no. Yeah, um, but yeah, so as far as the other stuff that happened on TV, one thing I wanted to talk about, which we can get into if you want, well, we can do more specific stuff, but I want to talk about Rampage because 
I'm not, I'm not, love, I'm not loving Rampage as much as I want to be loving Rampage, and it makes me sad. Um, but I don't know if you want to talk about more specific like matches and stuff before I got into my Rampage rant. Um, well, I guess the only thing I was curious about asking you um, is how do you feel about um, us getting uh, Danielson and Omega so soon? Obviously, it's not for the title, but right. I think it's I think it's okay. Um, I think because it's not for the title, they're not like going against their own rules as far as that goes. And I think having right. that is a big match uh, that we can have, and then you know go away from it for a few months before maybe getting to a title match. I, I think I'm okay with that, especially because they're obviously trying to build the best card they can for that big stadium show. Um, right. And yeah, then, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm okay with it. I. Like you could hold on to it, but I really don't see a particular reason to need to hold on to it forever. Like you can't, you can't like look at all these dream matches and be like, yeah, we're just gonna do all those, you know, six years down the line. You're gonna want to do a few of them now, just because you can. So, yeah, that's my thought. I don't know if you were a little surprised by the suddenness of it. So yeah. I well the other thing is like since it's not for the title I think it I think it makes it a lot easier for uh, Omega to lose. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. I hadn't thought about who's going to win, but I I'm going to probably I'd probably put money on Daniel Bryan or uh, Bryan Daniel. Bryan Danielson. Yeah. Oh, I, at I this point, I'm just going American Dragon. <laughs> okay, American Dragon. Yeah. Because no, that way you I don't think... have to try to get the names correct. You just American Dragon. Yeah, like I said, it'll be a couple months. It'll it, Daniel Bryson will yeah, son of a bitch. Brian Danielson will come out of my mouth easier. It will just take a few more months. But, yeah. Like I had the same problem with Miro, and now I, I don't even like I can't remember the last time I really slipped up and said Rusev when I didn't want to say Rusev. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, I can't think of anyone I would have an issue with that. Oh, by the way, did you see Ty Dillinger? I mean, she wants fears. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did like his match with uh, Darby Allen, and I, I really was surprised Same. that they let Sting get, take the spike pile driver. That was impre- like, okay. I was just I was surprised. I was like, really? All right. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, he must have been okay with it. Yeah, no, he... I don't think there's anything that Sting's going to do in AEW that he hasn't okayed. I'm just really surprised they did it. You know. But to be fair to FTR, because they are really professionals, you could tell that Sting was about as safe as you could be in that move. Yeah, absolutely, so, 1 million percent. And I did like, it's a very old school tactic of the wiping off the face paint of Allen and Sting. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else. That, like, um, oh, here's a question for you because honestly, I'm not sure anymore. I've been saying for a while now that I think Jungle Boy was the guy that's going to beat Miro, and then they just throw a wrench in my plans named Sammy Guevara. Sammy G. <laughs> yep. Oh man, dude. I hope. Like, oh, I, I, I feel. I don't know, man. So this whole time, this whole time. I've been saying it feels like it's too early for Miro to drop that title. I feel like it's too early. I can't see them really dropping it to anyone. It feels too early. But, oh, my God. And that damn Santa Guevara had to run out there. 
as soon as the Spanish God shows up, it's like, you know what? I feel like it's about time for him to drop that title. <laughs> oh. He's held on to that title long enough all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, that yeah, no, clearly. It's, uh, it's almost over. Yeah, no, same thing. Like, I'm still sticking to my Jungle Boy prediction, but this is going to be like the most unsure yeah. feud that Miro could have so far that I'm not sure really he's going to come know, out with it. Um, it feels like I don't know, because it just it feels like Rusev's on such a tear. I mean, right. he is, but at the same time, like if you really if you really look at what Sammy Jean's done, he's on a tear too, man. Yeah, like I think I mean, aside from like one loss to MJF, I don't think he's lost. Like, no, and he's he like back. he's been winning big matches. Honestly, my biggest thing is I wish you would get more like matches on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, or Rampage, but whatever. But yeah, that's the only thing. But when he is wrestling, he's winning. So, um, let me think. Yeah, so it's all specifics. I love of- Sorry. <laughs> I just got, let me just take a few seconds here just to, here we go. Just to reiterate. I love me some Spanish God. Oh, I mean, and I can't I wait do- for the promos of of the Redeemer and God's chosen champion taking on the Spanish God. Did did you laugh as hard as I did at Miro, his promo before the match where he said he loves to win and celebrate with his God above and his wife below? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that made, yeah, that made me laugh out loud pretty hard. Uh, like every time. like, And it's um, so creative how he keeps like finding a way to get that in there. Yeah. It might be one of the like oh that might have been the best line I've I've heard from him out of all these amazing promos. Dude, um, I gotta say, man. Speaking of speaking of which, though, like I know that he was like I know he's not really like gonna probably be doing anything anytime soon, and mm-hmm. like this was more just to get Sammy into the like title on next. But man, Fuego's not a bad talker. No, yeah. he's pretty solid, and is and he's like solid in the ring too, man. Yeah, no, I was like really surprised that Fuego like did such a good promo. Like it was like because you can very easily with a guy like Fuego fall into like very meat, they, um, you know, milk toast baby face, yeah. and he didn't do that. Like it was entertaining and still got baby face across. Yeah, exactly. So, um. But yeah, so okay, so as far as like what I want to talk about as Rampage in general, yeah, um, the, it's nothing like I love AEW. We obviously love AEW, but the Rampage as a show has not wowed me, and I'm not sure if it's one of those things where it just it still needs time to grow, which I'm more than happy to give it. I but mean, it definitely me, needs time to grow. It's only been around for a little bit. Yeah, but for me, I so I've heard other stuff like there's just not like there hasn't been enough surprises on Rampage. Um, yeah. and stuff like that. My big thing that I think is the problem that the thing that sticks out to me is the fact that Rampage is taped after Dynamite, it looks like most of the time. Yeah. So by the time the crowd gets to Rampage, they've already been through a whole Dynamite and they usually seem pretty dead. And yeah. I think that translates to TV. So I think honestly, what I'd like to see is Rampage get its own recording because if you got a fresh AW audience in there to watch a rampage, I feel like it would do a lot better, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's other stuff that again, I think needs to be worked on, but I feel like that for me is my thing. I'm like, 
I really wish this was its own thing and not like a dynamite, you know, afterwards, because as much as we love dynamite, it's kind of hard to like already see your main event and then get re-ramped back up for another main event. Yeah. So. No, I, I will say I agree 1 million percent. Um, unless, I mean, unless we're actually wrong, but I, de- I do believe that it's, 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 fil- it's gotta be, it's gotta be filmed after, after dynamite. Yeah. I'm like 99, I'm 99% sure because I saw an article that just basically they were talking about, um, the Fuego del Sol thing, like on like Thursday, cause they already knew who won because it was right after dynamite. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it's like tape things are their own thing anyway, but just taping right after dynamite, just, I know why they're doing it. Cause it, it costs money to rent a building for a second night. And hopefully in time we won't have this issue, but I feel like right now, I think that's the biggest issue facing rampage is just not being able to keep the crowd up for all mm-hmm. three hours. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think I mean, next week, you also have to think there's time there. There's like, there's time in between there where they're like changing a few things in the ring and stuff and getting ready. You know, right? Yeah, they have to put a new map so on the ring. More they have to put stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. Well, I'm glad that you agree with me. Well, at least, I mean, I definitely do because I've, I've kind of felt the same way. And like, I never really felt like it was necessarily like the matches or anything. Because, like, right. perfect example. The the wasn't the first the first match of Rampage was the tag title match. Yeah, which was really good. And it was a really good match, and the the crowd was dead. Yeah, no, I you're right. Like I like it was a really good match. The Lucha Brothers and uh, Butcher and the Blade really went at it, and it was really cool clash of styles. And there was yeah. even some innovative stuff from, you know, Penta, and you know, getting tied up in the things. And yeah, the the crowd was just they were there, but they they weren't like there, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree one hundred percent. What you saying? Because I, for the most part, I've enjoyed watching Rampage. You know, mm-hmm. so like it's I really feel like a lot. I don't. It's really weird because like I didn't have this. I don't. I don't think I had this problem when I was watching Dynamite during the pandemic. Right. You know. Yeah. It is a weird, yeah, you're right, because for a whole year we didn't have any crowd at all. So it's weird to have that problem now that we do have a crowd. Maybe it's because we have the crowd, but they're not. Maybe it's because we see the crowd and they're not doing anything. Right. Right. And it's also. And it's not like, it's not like with New Japan where we understand that that's the like. The culture, right? The culture. Yeah. And it's also, it it suffers by the comparison because we've, we see the, the same crowd on Wednesday nights, all hyped up live. Yeah. And yeah. And again, I, I feel like the main, this problem is this can't be what Tony Khan wants long-term. It's just, right. it has to be like getting a new show off the ground. Um, so I'm no, hoping this, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping it'll solve itself. But for right now, I just wanted to point out like, just cause again, I also like to point out every once in a while that we are trying to be critical of everything. We're not just immediate, you know, marks for AEW. It's just they happen to do stuff that we like most of the time. Yeah. So. Oh, you know what? While we're on that top, no, um, I don't know. How do you, I feel like we're, we've pretty much reached the end of this topic, I'm assuming. Oh, no, we're yeah. not. I wanted to point out one other thing. Sure. Because I, and because I don't mean this as a, as a, as a really like a knock against the guy, mm-hmm. 
But like, I really, and I think we've said this before, just not on here. I'm really, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Henry in his current position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he does okay with the um, the main events interviews. I think that's a nice, like, I feel like that's um, an innovative way and it's he does a good job at it. But yeah, on the commentary desk, he really doesn't need to be there. It, yeah. Like, well, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to be at the, on the commentary desk at all. But honestly, even the main event stuff, I feel like it's just very. <clears throat> I, it's it's very WWE. Okay. In that it feels very, in the bad way because it feels very, for some his is like maybe it's because it's like, in the same cut with like the interview parts, um, where like when the wrestlers are talking, it's like not scripted or anything. Right. But for whatever reason, even though I know it's not, maybe it's because he's trying to use the same line over and over again. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, just the way he says his stuff sounds extremely scripted. Like it sounds like WWE scripted. And I know mm-hmm. it's not, but it just, it it sounds like it for whatever reason, just the way he's saying it. Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like part of the problem is that Mark Henry is not known for his mic skills anyway. Yeah. And, there's a lot that I've heard about Mark Henry in the back that makes Except me for that know. retirement thing. That was fucking genius. Yeah, that was that was like one of the few promos. Like, it's like, oh wow, where's that Mark most of the time? Yeah, um, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like, and I'm not joking. Like, legitimately, that was one of the like, like that retirement thing with with Cena was like mm-hmm. one of the coolest things. Yeah, I've seen WWE like just the way it was done. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, but yeah. So, but I think that the reason you hire him is for stuff that we're not going to see on camera. But they, yeah. but he also wants to be used on camera. So I think it's going to take a minute to figure out what to do with him. Yeah. And but this, yeah, I don't know what the real good answer is for him to be honest with you. Like, I don't, am I just being overcritical or like because no. when you when you listen to it, his. Like it'll be weird because he'll say he'll say like a an interview question or whatever. Like, John, how do you since such and such has happened? How do you feel now about this? But then right. Moxley will just go into the like completely like unscripted like banger of a of a promo, and then right. it's like, well, I guess you know what that means. It's main event time, right? And like yeah. the two next to each other is just so off. I like I don't think you're being overly critical because I've definitely noticed that it's not great, but I also feel like it's passable. If that makes sense. Like I give it a solid C, so it's like it's fine, but it's definitely not gonna. It's not great, and I would like to see something better. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, I, I agree. It's like it's not gonna stop me from watching it. It's not so bad that it would make me not want to watch it, but right. I would like to see an improvement. Yeah. And again, this might hopefully is one of those things where that'll just be a matter of time. If he like with repetition of doing it week in and week out, maybe it'll just get better. But we'll have to see what happens because obviously we just don't know what they're going to end up doing. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get into anything else, um, I just really want to ask you, what do you think about Suzuki Goon, as it is said, apparently? Um, coming and invading AEW and fighting Moxley and uh, Kingston. All for it. One million percent for it. One million trillion gazillion percent for it. You want to know why? 
Um, okay, why? Lance Archer needs something. That's fair. Yeah, you're right. That's my number one reason. Lance Archer needs something to do. And if even if it's just this little mini feud that's going to happen right now in this tag team match, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Suzuki, that's not the only thing he's doing because I just saw a story before we started this that like he's got a match set for, I think it was MLW, maybe? So like he's, I guess he's not just in AEW who's going around doing the USA circuit while he's here. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Maybe Archer will like go with him or something. Not that I want Archer off AEW or anything. I just mean like to give him like more stuff to do. Maybe Archer will go like with Suzuki. Right. Or maybe they'll try and do kind of a reverse NWO where when Suzuki leaves, Archer gets to like do his own splinter faction based on it. Oh, that would be interesting. Although I can't, I can't see Archer as like a faction leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Archer is a very lone wolf type personality. That's true. I was yeah, like, he actually, can work together with people, but like as far as like being in an actual faction, his the only reason, like <clears throat> the only reason like it worked in Suzuki Goon, like in New Japan. Is because they were all like that. Right. Like everyone in Suzuki Goon were literally goons. Like they all like just attacked as much as they could. Like they were they were just, they just beat the shit out of people. Right. They were all. I've never seen it, but I'm they were all basically like crazy brawlers that would kill anybody, and Suzuki just yeah. happened to be the craziest. Yeah. I mean, dude, Archer was teaming with Davy Boy Smith Jr. It was. It was. It was fucking awesome yeah i like honestly i because i don't i didn't know anything about that stable really because at this point they're not really on new japan that often at least what yeah. we've seen um so i was actually surprised by archer was a faction. member and not yeah. in name as a faction because they are prominent there they're just prominent as like the two separate tag teams you know what i mean right okay but yeah no I, like i said i'm really down with the thing i'm curious to see where it leads you're right. Archer does need something. This does give him something uh, to yeah. do, which I think. And, I mean, I, honestly, Mox needs something because all he is doing is beating up New Japan legends. So, and this is kind of just like that, but at least this time it involves like Archer and right. um, it gets uh, gets Eddie involved. You know, like it just it gives them something to do where it can elevate all of them, and that's right. what I'd like to see. And I, I just want to say, even though I'm not like the biggest New Japan guy, because I've dipped a toe in it, I would be okay with every week just another New Japan legend coming out to get beat up by Moxley. I, I would watch that every week. I don't know why. I just find it entertaining. Because um, I, I think a part of it is just because they can go. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're legends, yeah, but they can still go. Yeah. They're not and like they, WWE legends where like they can barely move. You know what I mean? Right, which is odd because of the style of New Japan. You think it'd be the opposite, but exactly, yeah. Um, all right, but yeah. So I think that covers a lot of what happened in AEW. So f- as far as like our opinion part, um, I told you I think we I want to talk about the um, the defection of Bret Hart to WCW because I think we said last time we would do something that wasn't as uh, new, and I just randomly came across somebody like a video of an interview, somebody saying, like, yeah, WCW had no idea what to do with Bret Hart. That's right. So. I, f- I forgot that the Rampage thing wasn't the 
I I thought the I forgot. I thought the rampage thing was the was the, the That's thing okay. we were talking about. Whoopsie. That's okay. I I can definitely lay down enough stuff that you don't like. You'll you, you can get chime in with whatever opinion because I yeah, know the story pretty well. Let's let's go for it. Why not? Woo! <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's kind of a double opinion because we did talk about the rampage thing, sort of like we would. So double time. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, if you don't know the story, obviously everybody knows about the Montreal screw job where Bret Hart got fired and. You know, got screwed out of the world title on pay per view, and um, it happened because he had a contract with WCW, and uh, that started like the night after uh, the night in Montreal. And um, without getting into all the details, basically, there I don't think there's a single person that can be happy with how Bret Hart ended up working out in WCW. Besides the fact that he was forced to retire because of a kick by Goldberg. It just, it never worked. It it was just bad all the time. Like, And uh, if you listen to Brett, he blames Eric Bischoff for not using him correctly. Bischoff says that Brett was just a kind of broken guy that was just miserable and didn't care anymore. Um, yeah. I don't know if I completely believe Brett, but I also, this is one of those rare moments, which is part of the reason I want to do it, where I'm going to say Eric Bischoff was wrong. And I hope he doesn't, you know, disown me for that. Um, the, the fact that the night after that Montreal screw job, they did not have Bret Hart on that TV is, it was fucking criminal. And what they did do was they had the NWO out there with Canadian flags, you know, making jokes about, right, you're number one, we believe in you and you know, all that stuff. But it took them about three months to get Bret Hart the arguably like the hottest topic in wrestling at that point on their TV. And when asked about it, Bischoff just said, well, we already had stuff planned out for everybody. So we couldn't just insert Bret Hart in there. And um, so that's, that, that's the gist of it. Before I get into my rants about how stupid that is, um, what do you think of it? Like, what have you thought about in, in the years that you've known that this happened? Do you have any feelings about it one way or the other? Well, the one thing that always blew my mind, and we talked about I we talked about it back when I was when we were like watching WCW together nightly. Mm-hmm. Um when literally the first moment, like the first time Brett showed up, like the first match he had in WCW, like it wasn't even it wasn't that that long after the screw job and everything, where he was mm-hmm. wrestling top like he was wrestling like a top tier wrestler. His like very first like his very first appearance in WCW, he, he looked like crippled, basically. Right. Yeah, no, he, like, the first feud they put him in was with Ric Flair, which, whatever, it was fine. But from, like, as I sit, saw, as I've sat and thought about it over the years, I have no idea how you don't immediately say, because Hogan wasn't doing anything great then, really. I mean, I think he was building to Sting. But how you don't immediately put Brett versus Hogan and like you have Brett come out and you give him a live mic, you let him shit all over the WWE and like how they've screwed him over before and you bring up the WrestleMania 9 thing where Hogan ends up leaving with the title even though Brett was in a match with Yokozuna for the title on the pay-per-view. And you like have Brett bring that up and then you bring out Hogan like, hold on, wait a minute, you were never on my level. And like they did the right thing, 
then you not only have just given Hogan even more heel heat, you've set up Brett versus Hogan, and it's like the biggest match of 1997 instantly. And yeah. all of this was not even close to approached. Like, like it just boggles my mind. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Like, that would have, obviously, hindsight 2020, but that, yeah, that would have been such a, such a better way to do things. Because, um, yeah, basically what ends up happening is Brett turns heel and ends up in the NWO with Hogan for some reason. That's yeah. where he ended up. Which makes no play. sense. Right. So. I will say, though, like I said, I mean, the whole thing, like, Bischoff saying that he basically showed up, like, disheveled and, like, and all that other crap, like, I believe him. Just, I, I believe him simply for the reason of of how it just how he looked and acted when he first got there, when we first saw him on TV. That's exactly how he looked and acted, was how Bischoff explained him. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think, I, I will say, I don't think Bischoff was wrong in that he was getting the best of Bret Hart. I think it really did fuck with Bret's mind. I'm just saying that the excuse of everybody else had stuff to do already and yeah. like there was no other way to book him is, is clearly bullshit. And, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree just, with that part as well, but I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree with that part as well, but like, I don't think Bischoff was lying in the sense of when he said that um, basically that like Brett wasn't, whether he wasn't trying or he was just not, just wasn't him, you know what I mean? Right. That part I believe one million percent just by seeing it. Yeah. Just no, by no, seeing what was on TV. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that, and I always give Bischoff credit when I can because, well, I love him. He he is he is my my idol, and God forbid if I ever hear anything bad about him. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think that will. I think that pretty much does it for that because I don't, we don't really need to deep dive it too much. I just really saw that and I wanted a place to vent my frustration <laughs> as a WCW fan. Something twenty something years later. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, there's no mistaking that it could have been done better, and like the whole, I've never really understood the idea of oh, we've already well. For the most part, I've never really understood the idea of, oh, we already have so many, I mean, like, we don't have, we already have, like, everyone's already doing something. You know what I mean? Right. Because, like, if it's someone, specifically, if it's someone like Bret Hart, right? like, you, you make, you make something. Right. You know? And not, and not to get us back to where we usually end up with, with like, a circle jerk with AEW, but um, that it really is the difference between the philosophies. There's a diff, There's a good middle ground between the WCW can't change anything because we've already got it set for six months or whatever down the line, and Vince McMahon coming in and ripping up the script an hour before television. Yeah. And I think AEW's found that, and I think that's why I like AEW so much is because if they had the opportunity to like get a Bret Hart they would fucking use it, even if they had to, you know, change some stuff at that moment to do it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out. They, I, I want to say, if for anybody that says AEW's uh, WCW 2.0, that's true only because they're the better version. They're what WCW should have been and just wasn't. 
true, true stories. <laughs> Preach it, sister. Preach it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that does it for this week. Uh, so next time we're at Chaos at Ringside, we're going to definitely talk some uh, New Japan because I, I just, I'm set on watching. I don't know if I'm going to do all of it, but I'm set on watching a big chunk of the G1 Classic. So we'll talk about it. We should try to watch as much of it as we can because, like, it is the the G one climax is like a very special thing. Yeah, and no, like I, it always has it always provides amazing matches. Yeah, no, I, I heard somebody break it down. Like again, I'm on TikTok because it's a very good resource for this stuff. I heard somebody break it down like the tournament style, and I was like, oh yeah, that is really cool with the yeah. two different tournaments basically going at the same time and winners fight each other. That's nice. Um, which I just never had, I never heard it break broken down before because I never watched it. So, um, yeah, so we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on Impact if anything of uh, real big note happens there. AEW obviously, and let's see what happens with WWE. I, I the draft is coming up. I am in no way give a rat's ass about it, but maybe they'll surprise me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't like. I wish there was more positive I could feel about WWE, but my heart just has no good feeling to give it. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I, uh, I don't know. I truly, I truly believe that this. So, and I, I've already said this before. I know, but specifically in terms of NXT, <clears throat> this would never have been an issue if they just stuck to what they were doing the whole time and didn't switch into the super indie stuff. Even though right. we all loved it and it was fucking amazing, and the best team and the best like shows, it was basically the best programming that WWE was putting out. But because of that, it like completely screwed everything up in terms of like what Vince wanted, which is right. as we all know the most important thing. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Like once they stopped going away from guys like you know, like building gimmicks like the Wyatt family and Seth Rollins and all that stuff. It, yeah. It got, when it was just became, it's uh, a show for its own sake. That was the problem. Um, yeah. Not for the wrestling fans again, but for Vince McMahon, which in that company is all that matters. Yep. So um, yeah, but next week we're going to, we're going to dive back into back before the uh, dark days before the empire. Um, we're going to dive back into WWF days of 1995. Really? Or we're going to watch uh, In Your House. Um, I Again, I still haven't looked it up, but it's going to be a cool In Your House, and it's always fun to go back to In Your House, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I, do, I did want to just point this out because I thought this was hilarious. Uh, the other day, uh, Jen got randomly in the mail uh, application for a WWE credit card. That's hilarious. I don't know. Must have been something she bought for me that she ended up on their mailing list. But but yeah, Lou, look at the WWE Capital One card. Let, let's, let's do that. It's a fucking wrestling company. But of course we did, by the way, we filled out the application and we used the $5,000 limit to uh, buy cryptocurrency by John Cena. So yes. I feel like we're making as, a as smart any, investment. As any true uh, entertainment fan should do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so other than that, uh, check us out on Monday uh, for um, Chaos Final Frontier, moving right along through Deep Space Nine Season 3. Um, trying to remember. I'll just put it out there because I know the day it's going to happen. I think it'll be after this episode, 
On um, 29th of September, we're going to have an episode of Chaos uh, Traveler where um, DJ Madman and I talk about Purity by uh, Slipknot, which is really cool. Um, I don't, like I said, I can't remember at the moment if it's this next week after you hear this or the week after, but check it out on September 29th. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, buddy? Just, I, I, I hope, I, I, I hope WWE Disney figures it out. You hope WWE Disney figures it out? WWE Disney. Got it. So we're going to start calling WWE D. Got it. There we go. WWD. I can't wait to buy the uh, Get the E Out shirt. And or like WDE, a... World Disney Entertainment. Just oh. take the wrestling out completely. There you go. I, I feel like we, we nail it down. We give them all the million dollar, million dollar ideas that we need. For free. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody, and we'll see you later. Do something.